ask, Lord, that right now these tithes and these offerings that were taken up, Lord, that you bless and multiply them, Lord, continue to bless the vision here, Father. Help us, Lord, guide us, Lord, in everything that we do, Lord, that we do uh, with a purpose to honor you in our lives, Father. We also ask, Father, that you uh, uh, also prepare our hearts, Lord, uh, for a conversation with you, Jesus, that you remove distractions, Father, any kind of uh, offenses that's going on or any kind of uh, anything, Lord, that just removes us from hearing your voice this evening, uh, Father, we ask that you just remove it and that we can hear you and glorify you, Lord. Uh, speak to us tonight, Lord Jesus, uh, Lord, as we trust in you in all things, Father. We also uh, continually ask that you uh, continue blessing the church, the ministry, uh, and all those um, that are here, Father, those that are watching, those that are recovering from sicknesses, Father, we ask that you just you be with them. In the name of Jesus, we ask this. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone. Y'all may be seated, brothers and sisters. God bless the group uh, also uh, this evening. And then also, I don't know how many kids we have. I don't know. God bless the kids, though. Well, the kids got class tonight. Praise God. Looks like a small group, but praise God. God bless them. God is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. The title for uh, tonight's message is uh, Strength and Power I Find in God. Uh, el título, hermanos, por el mensaje esta noche es, uh, um, uh, ¿cómo se dice? Las fuerzas, la fuerza y el poder que, que encuentro en Dios. Amen. So, uh, we have a, a lot of things that, you know, go on in our lives, that happen in our lives. Uh, a lot of uh, struggles, a lot of like I mentioned, distractions that will come. Sometimes we have uh, things that are happening in our lives that are removing us uh, from some of the things that we've been talking about, which is God's purpose in our lives. Um, if you think about, you know, um, what is God's purpose in your life, uh, that's a critical thing to, to ask yourself. Not what your career is going to be or your, your plans that you have, your desires, but what God desires for you. I think that's a critical uh, discussion to have. What is God desiring for you? What is God desiring for you? What does God want for you? Um, and that's the, what is it? That's the million dollar question. Um, because a lot of the times we have desires, we have ambitions, we have visions, we have things that we think uh, are God driven, but God really has um, a plan for us. God has something for us in store for us. Uh, a veces, hermanos, tenemos um, nuestros planes y la pregunta que Dios tiene para nosotros, o la pregunta que tenemos a veces es, ¿qué es el plan que Dios tiene para mí? A veces uh, com comenzamos a, um, a, I don't know, moldar el plan de Dios al deseo que tenemos nosotros, y no, traba no se trabaja así. No podemos uh, decir, no, yo sé que esto es la voluntad de Dios, y... Um, si no es, estamos uh, queriendo enforzar algo que no se queda, no, no, por eso hay razones que Dios lo está enseñando en nuestras vidas. Uh, como los estudios que estamos uh, uh, leyendo ahorita del pueblo de Israel en el desierto, a veces hay cosas que, que pasan que, um, que Dios quiere enseñarlos o declarar lo que, lo que es el problema. Uh, en nuestras vidas, Él lo declara con cosas que pasan en nuestras vidas. Um, 
hay cosas también que pasan que el Señor lo está hablando, enseñando como el depresión. Si sufrimos con el depresión, um, a veces eso um, es, es una señal del Señor que, que ta, no todavía notamos en su voluntad. Es cierto. You know, brothers and sisters, uh, um, sometimes if we're, if we're struggling with things and we're looking for signs, God will show us a sign sometimes, like if we're depressed on something. You know, you're depressed on something because God's trying to show you that you're not in his, in his will. There's something happening in your life that's not allowing you to reach that level of joy, reach that level of, of um, uh, clarity with him that's uh, not letting you experience that. So we can say all these different things, and, and it's amazing how we justify stuff. Have you guys ever noticed that? Like, you know, like, well, I've been clinically diagnosed as this, and whatever it is. But we we rather choose that instead of saying, like, I know, you know, they've said this about me, but God actually says different. We'll say that on, when it comes to cancer, and we'll say it to other things, right, that God can heal us, but on some things that we'd rather hold on to. Ooh, that's a tough one. I know some of us didn't want to hear that one tonight. But we got we to gotta speak to it. We got to speak to it sometimes. You know, when, when God told Moses, speak to that stick or speak to that snake, and you'll see it turns into a staff that you're going to use to uh, guide my people. And it's the truth on this stuff right here. We got to sometimes get, you know, get into the middle of it. And, um, but there's some critical things, too, that we're missing. And, and you, you can do a self-diagnostics, uh, uh, self-analyze, Uh, how we're feeling and how we're living, you know. Uh, some of us, we, we might uh, struggle. I don't even know where all this stuff is coming from. So, brothers and sisters, just let this, let this come from God right now because I'm, like, thinking, like, God, this is not even what, what's even planned for tonight. But some of us could be having struggles in relationships and marriages, and we're trying to blame other people for it when it's God trying to talk to us. God's trying to talk to us in some things. You know, it's really easy for us to just easily say, well, it's, you know, it's, this always triggers it. This, this action always triggers it. But maybe it's God trying to show you some fruits that we need. Pretty powerful. Because, again, we want to hunker down, right, and be like, no, 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 it's not that. Brother Gabe, it's not that. It's, you know, this, this. Or God's trying to show us something, trying to shake it up a little bit in our lives to waken us up to some stuff. And I think tonight's message um, with uh, what the focus is on really does that because this is a great way of saying, okay, how am I living? How am I being guided right now in my life? Am I, like we talked about the unbalance, am I too unbalanced in my life to really have an experience with God or hear God's voice in his direction that he's calling me? And it's amazing when you have a desire to, to be guided by God and you, and, you, and you are looking for that. You're looking for those moments. And there's things that we, we show that uh, in our personal life. Um. The thing about understanding where power comes from, power, God gives us wisdom and how we can receive the power from. Power is being in what? In his presence, right? Would you guys agree with that? That we find power in his presence? Right? Makes kind of sense, right? But when we're in his presence, you know, we've talked about some things. Obedience gets us in his presence, right? Because what is sin? Sin is a distance from God. Sin is separation from God. Obedience draws us to him. What is obedience? Humbling yourselves, you know, um, uh, recognizing that we have faults, that we have failures, but, but that God is merciful and grac uh, gracious, but we got to still recognize that we have these things. 
You know, those, it's a simple checklist, right? Am I, am I humbling myself? That's a great one, right? That we could just put on a little, put it on our analyzer, right? As our, as our, the computer checks us out. The Bible checks us out. Am I humbling myself? That's a great one. Am I, you know, the other one is too, am I growing? Am I spiritually growing? Am I, am I finding the word? And it, it sometimes offends me, but it's, I needed it. The truth hurts, but I needed it. That's a great one too, right? Is the word, is it pricking my heart? Is, that, is it like, oof? You know, have you had a, have you had in the last, you know, few months, one of those ones where you just want to leave before anybody says, God bless you at the end. Have you recognized that, that, you know, something got you, got you a little bothered? That's a good one because you want to go back to that one and say, okay, God, that, that was a, that was a direct communication from you. But I think this one right here and what we're talking about tonight is what's relevant. You know, it, it really, it really, um, it, it affected me in the conversations a little emotionally too. And just thinking about it right now kind of got me emotional. But when I saw Tristan there, um, you know, asking for, for people for the Too Good to Not Believe Tuesdays, you know, I, I started thinking, I was like, man, because I know a lot of y'all's testimonies. I know you guys have been through a lot of stuff. But sometimes we're not what? Thinking about what God has done for us. Why? Because we're too busy stuck in the mud. And it sounds like the people of Israel. Ungrateful. Instead of really finding ourselves a method to push ourselves for that. And what was sad in me, it's one thing of that because, again, for me, I I understand the, the playing field, right? I understand the struggle. And the struggle sometimes as you're going through stuff and all that, I understand that because I go through stuff too. But I'm looking at it from his eyes where it's somebody new in the things of God and it's like, you know, hoping we could be better, a better example for that. And it's not that hard. I mean, it's not... You know, and, and God bless Brother Anthony because that was an amazing testimony this week that I, I wasn't aware of and that the family shared they went through. But there's a lot of those. But we find ourselves what? Muted. And we don't have strength from God. If you think you have strength from God, you're going to get pushed over when the first wind comes. Because when you start to show you have strength in God, this is where it is, the testifying, praising God, glorifying, worshiping God, not when you're just muted. This is those ouch moments where it's like, ooh, it got quiet all of a sudden. It was, and it's, I know it's not Halloween anymore, but it still feels like the boo has to happen, right, this week. But seriously, it, you 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 got to find yourself really shaking that stuff off because there's a lot of things in your life that are still holding on that the only way you shake them off is by being in God's presence. But you're not going to be in God's presence if you can't praise, if you can't testify. You're not. Like what we've said many a times before, if we think we're going to heaven and church seems like hell when we're praising God or listening to the word, how, how can we ever be in God's presence? God's presence is getting excited, getting motivated. Still what Brother Andrew had said about preparing our hearts as we're leaving our house, as we pull into the parking lot, as we get into the lobby until we sit down. It's the stages of how we prepare ourselves. But again, what happens? We're vexed. We're tired. We can't see that this place is what gives us the strength that we need to overcome things. So we got to understand that uh, praising God lifts our spirits, right? Uh, if we turn to Psalms 42, 5, 
I like how David says this here. And David, David's my kind of guy here, right? Because David's, you know, we could say he's a man's man, right? He's a warrior, he's a battle. But also he struggled with some, you know, he's a little bit of a knucklehead too, right? Sins and then depression. And then you can see that he went through a lot of stuff. And we could say, well, man, what's going on here? But you can hear in his words how he got out of the pits. You can see as an example that, you know, some of us, we think we're alone. David was alone. <laughs> we think we're not loved. David wasn't loved. By people. You think you got a bad relationship with a family member? David's father-in-law tried to kill him. Brothers rejected him. Father didn't even consider him. So come on. I mean, some of these things we can just see here that David's a great example for us to kind of see that what the problems are. Muchas veces, hermanos, estamos sufriendo con cosas como estaba diciendo de depresión. El Señor está hablándonos. Pero aquí en los ejemplos de, en Salmos, me gustan los Salmos porque a veces miras uh, uh, alabando a Dios, cosas en que entran a su santuario y motivo, motivo para otro vez estamos apenitas. Estaba David escribiendo, pero en el mismo Salmo puedes oír que algo cambia. Vida entra en su vida otra vez. It's beautiful to see that. And, and a quick uh, thing, I was showing Tristan something. I, I saw a, a great video, and we're, we're going to read this. But I saw a great video, and it was a, um, I think he might have been a professor. Yeah, he was a professor. He was a doctor. And he said, he goes, I was talking to a bunch of guys with PhD, and I told them, um, you know how powerful God is? And they're like, you know, these are all, a lot of them are not believers, right? And he's a, he's a believer, but he's a doctor too. And he goes, Look at, look at the word Yahweh. It's a, it's a great name, right, Yahweh? But he goes, it's, it's the only word, it's two, is it consonants? Am I saying that right? Con, yeah, consonants, right? Is that how you say it? Yahweh. How do you say that? Am I saying it wrong? No, they said they said they said consonants though. They said con- consonants. I think that's what, how he said it. But if it's syllables, but he said it's it's too broken down. But check this out. I love how he said it. How God designed this, and I'm, I'm going to let you hear it, okay? Because he does this. He goes, look at this. The way it said, yeah. It's you breathing. The first thing you do when as a baby, you praise God. The last thing you do before you die, you praise God. The method, how God designed us, was him to be involved in our lives. Regardless if people recognize him or not, he's a creator. And he's glorified. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. But again, we forget these things because we get too mixed up in it. It's true, you know. They, they'll sometimes tell you when they have you in the hospital, hey, you're not breathing. You're having a panic attack or you're whatever it is. And it's like, okay. Breathe. It's the gift that God has given us. But in Psalms 42, I like how it says right here, it says, ¿Por qué te abates, oh alma mía, y te 
turbas dentro de mí. Espera en Dios porque aún he de alabarle. Salvación mía y Dios mío. Why art thou? Listen to the way. Listen to the way he's talking to himself. Come on. I mean, do we have these type of conversations? I know I do. Right? You got problems with your life. You talk to yourself, right? Look at David. He's like, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. Shake it off. It's kind of nice, right? I mean, that's, I mean, how many of us do we have that where it's like, come on. Really? Okay. Things went wrong. Flat tires. Whatever happens. This, this, and that. Shake it off. And look what it says here. Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Now we read the next verse. Verse 6. Dios mío, mi alma está habitada en mí. Me acordaré, por tanto, de ti. De ti desde la tierra de Jordán. Y de los hermanos. Hermonitas desde el monte de Misar. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember thee from the land of Jordan and from the Hermonites, from the hills of Mizar. Now, brothers and sisters, he's down. He's feeling cast down. But look what he does. He remembers God's with him. He remembers being with God and God is with him. Remembering that, that's the first thing the devil wants to do is separate you, is discourage you. Sometimes we're not feeling God's presence, but it's as simple as praising him to draw him in. Worshiping him to draw him in. But that's not enough for some of us. Some of us want, like I said, we want a different type of action. We want a different type of feel. Maybe even a temporary one that we look for satisfactions. At one time it might have been addictions and now it's Amazon Prime. Or Etsy or anything else that's hot these days. I don't know. Timu? Somebody say Timu. Timu. I feel better now. I spent $3.95. Oh, it's going to take two weeks to get here, though, from China. But seriously, we sometimes are trying to fill the gap, a hole in our heart, when it's as simply, simple as recognizing our, our situation and who he is. I'm cast down, but I'm focused on you, God. I'm praising you, glorifying you, God, because who you are. And what you've done. But again, how can you do that if it's hard for you, if you're muted, if you're not thinking about the things that God has done for you? And sometimes when we're not thinking about the, God, the things that God has done for us, then we become like the people of Israel. Bitter, murmuring, distant from God. And this is why we hear it's quiet. This is why there's no shaking around, no kind of, yeah, come on, let's go. That's fight for the Lord, right? None of that stuff, right? It's like, can we play music again? Oh, man, it's so good to 
to be in a place where it's just like, you know, the word of God says, you know, it's like sometimes we're, it's more of a funeral than it is a dance hall. Because God speaks in these moments and says, come on, what does it take? What does it take for us to wake up and to recognize what he desires from us and shake it off? Amen. Uh, another thing, brothers and sisters, uh, like Psalms 140, 13, you know, when we praise God, it helps us to be in God's presence. Like we're talking about, it draws us close to him and draws him close to us. But the moment that we start to praise him and worship him and glorify him, how often are we doing that? Is that why maybe we're feeling alone? Is that why we're feeling the struggle? And it says right here in Psalms 140, 13, también hermanos, Alabando Dios, um, lo, lo, lo trae uh, al Señor a nuestra presencia. Es un momento de alabarle, estamos en su presencia, alabando Dios. ¿Cómo vamos a estar en la presencia de Dios y no reconocerle, no adorarle? ¿Cómo vamos a hacer eso? No podemos hacer eso. Si creemos que podemos hacer eso, no, no, por eso estamos sufriendo, por eso vienen cosas en nuestras vidas, depresión, confusión, cosas vienen en nuestras vidas. ¿Por qué? Porque creemos que estamos adorando a Dios, pero estamos adorando a Dios, alabando a Dios. Estamos alabando nuestro problema más que Él. Y aquí dice en Salmos 140, 13, dice, ciertamente los justos alabarán tu nombre, los rectos morarán en tu presencia. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. Now listen to that. Surely the righteous shall what? Give thanks to your name. Is that a surely thing with us or are we... Look at the difficulty on that, because some of us are like, well, it's just because I'm shy, brother. Are you going to be shy in heaven? No. There's no shyness in heaven. You break forth on that stuff and let God see the appreciation. For some of us, it's like, well, you know, we're not seeing the simplicity of our children being safe, of our, you know, healing that happens, protection, and how God resolves things and, and how God turned it around. Some of us are seeing the simplicity in things, and we're just like, what? We got to wake up. Necesitamos levantarnos, hermanos, y estamos buscando por cosas, y no estamos viendo que Dios está trabajando en una manera que es perfecta. No es rápida. El Señor también se tarde a veces. ¿Se tarde o tarda? ¿Cómo? Tarda. ¿Para qué? Para que se compone unas cosas para nosotros. Unas cosas se pueden componer. Porque a veces rápido, ¿no? Pues, we can't appreciate it. Pero si se lleva y es como estando abajo de la agua por un momento, ya cuando te levanto, oh, thank you, Jesus. But how many of us have, we've gone cold in our praise? And again, if we're cold in our praise, and, and we can use a lot of factors, but again, a lot of it is us. It's the way we're serving God, how we're reacting to God. It's still what's in us. It's still the, the evil that's in us. It's still sometimes the, the, the sin that's still rooted in us. It's like how, how, how David says, search in me. 
How crazy is it that you're getting analyzed that you're asleep by the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is in there and bringing sometimes some things out in you. Sometimes the struggles that you're going through so you could have saw what it was. Like that snake wouldn't have been seen not unless this would have happened. But what do you do? You hide that snake again or you bring that snake to the fire? Oh, go back in there, go back in there, go back in there. Stay right there. It's nice up there. You hide here. Don't come out again. Next time that night, chop your head off. Or do you say, praise God. Okay, I still got this. I still got a little bit of, oh, my gosh, thank you, Jesus. Because God is merciful. God is loving. Like I told you, that one time my mom came up to me and says, man, all these years in my age, and God is still working on me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's better to find that out now than it is to find that out when you're in front of God on Judgment Day. But what do we do? We got to learn how to praise God. We got to learn how to be in his presence because that's where we're going to find our power and strength. But to be in his presence, we got to start shaking things off and saying, okay, okay, why am I still doing this? Okay, the brother was talking about these things. He's been preaching, they've been preaching about this stuff, but I'm still not doing it. Porque me siento así, pero los hermanos están hablando de esto, están predicando eso, pero no lo estoy haciendo. Pues. You know, when, you, when, you, when you're dealing with people that are very analytical and, and they, you know, look at stuff. We were talking to a guy. It was a gentleman that worked for SpaceX. And it was a young kid. And they, this kid, they have videos of him when he's like 13 years old. And he's building wheelchairs for people that don't have money. And he's trying to d d design stuff. It was a really neat story. The, I think it was the Dallas, da Indiana or Dallas. I know he lived in Dallas for a little bit. But the newscast showed him. And he's a little kid. But we're seeing him now as an, as an older person. He's 20 maybe 25, 26. And he was telling us about uh, SpaceX, and he goes, you know, they, they get all these engineers, and they look at one little thing, and they look at the probabilities that something wrong can go with it, right? Because you're looking at multi-million dollar rockets going up, right? That just if it explodes right when it launches, then woof. But he, they say they all look at this one thing, and they're all trying to figure out what could go wrong. All of these guys, smart guys, these are like NASA engineers, right? And so they're all looking at this thing, and he, and he was t talking about, he goes, uh, one time, um, my, our, our, a team that I was on of guys, we figured something out, and it was a big deal because, I mean, this was, was going to cause um, a lot of savings, uh, a, a lot of destruction, destruction when it came to a rocket, but also it, it was able to save, you know, uh, multi-million dollars worth of, of um, funds that they have. <laughs> he was telling us the story, and he goes, and like the 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 boss was like, "Good job." He's like, "Good job." <laughs> Do you realize that this was like, you know, a two hundred and fifty million dollar? But it was like, "Good job." But again, that was their job. But he was telling us the story is like, you know, that's kind of what made him get out of it. He was like, he kind of started seeing that there wasn't like a, and this was an appreciation doing something for disabilities. He loved. That kind of that kind of work, 
But the point is that sometimes in our lives, that's more critical than a 250 million. You know, you're more critical than a 250 million dollar rocket. You know that the government does more for a person that's going up in space than sometimes we love ourselves. It really does consider them. It spends a lot of money to protect astronauts that are going up. A lot of money. And sometimes we don't value ourselves enough. We don't love ourselves enough to allow God to evaluate us and tell us something. But it's as simple as just hearing this. If we're not praising him, if we're not seeking him out, and we're going into our little shell again and nothing, we're not achieving anything. We're not, you're not, we're not hurting each other. We're hurting ourselves. We're making a decision to say, God, I know you have a plan for me. I know it's greener pastures. I know it's blessing and it's peace and it's love and it's your promises bestowed on me, but I'm just not ready for it right now. So I rather, I know he's talking about to praise you and to, to get out of my shell and to do things like this, but I'm, I'm comfortable. But the problem is, is that this type of comfort right here changes. Biblically speaking, it says that we can never be comfortable. We've got to always be moving towards God. The moment we get comfortable is the moment we get stagnant. The moment we get stagnant is when we're surprised with something. And God says, okay, look, you're you're, you're either going to move when I'm telling you to move, when the tabernacle moves, or there's going to be snakes. And this is the part right here that's critical for us. If God's speaking to us, if God's telling us something, is to wake up, wake up, wake up. Okay, so brother, you're saying I find power and strength in praise. Okay, but to praise him, I got to be in his presence. To be in his presence, I got to be obedient. Like God's not going to you know, want me in his presence if I'm rejecting what he's telling me about me. How's God going to want us there if we're just doing the opposite? wants us to be blessed. He wants us to be in his presence. If we turn here to Psalm 69, 30, so hermanos para 69, 30. And I, the thing we got to understand with praising God, praising God also changes our perception of God. Praising God changes our perception of God. Listen to that. Sometimes we're, we, 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 don't, we don't have a clear perception of God. We, again, like we've used God in, in different ways and how we've been raised and we pray to God, but we don't praise God. We're, we're a people that goes for need, but we don't acknowledge him for everything he's done. We struggle in these things. We look at outcomes that might not have been favorable and not look at how he's, the results that he's given us in our life and how he has saved us and how he was with us and glorify him for that. But here, where it changes our perception, Psalms 69.30 says, Alabaré yo el nombre de Dios con cántico, lo exaltaré con alabanza. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Now, I like this magnify him with thanksgiving, right? So listen to that, brothers and sisters. When I magnify God, it changes my what? Your perception. 
You're God small because you're not magnifying him. When you recognize who he is and you praise him and you glorify him, guess what happens? He becomes what he is. But when we're not magnifying him and glorifying him, we're not acknowledging his power. He doesn't lose his power. He still has his power. But when we magnify him and we praise him, we tap into something that's great, something that changes, something that makes mountains move. But what happens is we get silent. What happens is our lives, our struggles, things that we've gone through, silences us. It quietens us down. But when we magnify him, he changes. The sun grows the closer you get to it. The further you are from it, it shrinks. And things get cold. Some of us haven't been magnifying God enough and changing that perception in our lives. But we have an opportunity to, amen? God is merciful. God is good, amen? God still has a plan for us. God still has it. Don't beat yourself so much that you can't get out of that. You can get out of it. You could just start by praising God and glorifying God. It's a good way of, of starting that and understanding that. And I, and I think, brother, that sometimes as we're in these moments with God and we draw ourselves to him and we're seeing God differently, right? Because our perception changed. But sometimes too, as our perception changes, we can't see things because we don't have his direction and guidance. And we read the verse, right? Where he'll blind us to not see. Even if we're believers and we're over here you know, saying we believe in God, but we're not obedient to God, then we're blinded to not see. But when we praise God, things are revealed by God. See, this is what praise brings. Praise opens our eyes to what God has for us. When we're not praising him, our eyes are darkened and we can't see clearly. But again, here in... Let me see here. Ooh, I don't think I have this verse on here, brother, but it's the next verse from uh, 6930, which was the one, 7316. I didn't have that on this paper. Psalms uh, 7316 says, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Cuando pensé para saber esto fue duro trabajo para mí. Hasta que entrando en qué? De Dios comprendí el fin de ellos. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. Now, brothers and sisters, there's things that seem difficult to you because we're not drawing ourselves to God and understanding things. So what? They're difficult to you. But until you draw yourself to God, then you start to understand things better. Now, a lot of these things have to be understood in us. If we're not drawing ourselves to God, then we're not being revealed the things in us. That's 
critical. Me gusta como dice aquí hermanos que ya, él no entendía unas cosas hasta que llegó al templo y Dios se reveló a él. Pero para, nos, para muchos de nosotros las cosas están escondidas ¿Por qué? No es porque no estamos llegando aquí Es porque todavía no lo estamos alabando como el Dios O um, trayéndole a su presencia a nosotros con la obediencia If we're still rebellious, if we're still uh, I'm going to figure this out my own way I know the word of God says that but that's so old Then here we go again in the struggle Another year of struggling. I think that's the I think that's the thing that probably saddens us the most, right? I I think you know I get it. I, I understand. It's like you know what to do, but it's the difficulty of doing it. Would you guys agree with that? That's that's probably what, that's the hardest thing, right? Is that we know what to do. It's obvious what we need to do, right? Uh, it's like we're like little kids sometimes. I know. I gotta go say sorry. I really just don't want to do it. Every parent's had to tell a child that at one time, right? At one time, you had to say, go, go, you know, you have to do that. Go tell your sister sorry. I don't want to. Even Zion looked at me right now. But we have to take the medicine. And these moments when God's speaking to us and that medicine's like, oh, man, that was a tough one. Why was that said? Why, did, why was it said that way? I felt something in it. <clears throat> Looking at that and changing that draws us to him and we're able to praise freely. Are we praising freely? Are we able to lift up our hands? Are we able to glorify God freely? Or are we doing it sometimes with a weight on us? Because of our thoughts, because of our actions, because hypocrisy, because again, pride, because of all these things. But again, if you're analyzing your life, like you know yourself good enough. See, like the, the, the one time, remember the, the, the Jezebel thing? I, I always remember that. You know, oh, we did all these things in the game. I always remember Margie and Richard when you guys talked about that, how you guys got home and everybody with everybody, and you guys were doing that. I thought that was neat. We did it too. Uh, we started talking about it too because it was like, oh, man, oh, man, yeah, that is. But again, it's better to know that and know what you got to work at Then just be like, I don't have anything. I don't have any problems. I don't do anything wrong. Es mejor, hermanos, entender, entender la problema, la cosa que tienes. Si es orgullo, si es um, cosas que Dios está trabajando contigo. Ahí viene el martillo otra vez. Como dije el otro viernes, hermanos. Qué triste es ver personas viendo su familia sufrir por ellos. That's the saddest thing is for a family to struggle because one person doesn't want to hear God's voice. And you're like, well, God's not like that. Huh. God takes care of everybody at the time because if the only way God can wake you up is by seeing people you love hurt, then that's the way it's going to be. El Señor es poderoso como trabaja, hermanos. Él sabe cómo tocar el corazón. I've testified many a times before, the decisions I made in my life were always considerate of my kids and how it would affect our lives. 
Yeah, people might not have seen my trips to Europe, but God was seeing, and he was taking care of my family when I was, when I was gone. But also, I had to consider those in getting better and in, in, in hearing his voice and understanding, hey, be, be nice, Gabriel. <laughs> I started hearing that about, be nice to Tristan. I started hearing, says, okay, 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 I'm going to be a better dad. But that's the way it worked. You guys were convicting me. Stop it. But I just always be nice to Felicity. Oh, but you don't know her. But God knows has a way of working with us. But the thing is, if we're not allowing him to, and we're just like, eh, then we're not praising him because we're not close to him. But the moment he reveals us the solution, it helps us also to remember his blessings. Are we remembering his blessings? Are we remembering what God has done? If we turn to Psalms 105, verse 1, si voltamos hermanos para Salmos 105:1, alabar a Jehová, invocar su nombre. Dar a conocer sus obras en los pueblos. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Listen to this. How many of us aren't doing this? Aren't testifying, aren't glorifying God for who he is? Again, we're not doing it. Why? Because we're not in his presence. We're struggling to get there. And you can figure it out. God gives you wisdom. But it's the easiest thing just to draw yourself to him. God, you are good. God, you are merciful. God, you're, you're, you're great, God. I magnify you, God. You're bigger than anything, Jesus. And I, I find myself getting closer to him. God, help me. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace, God. Thank you for uh, forgiving me, Father. I ask that I recognize these things. You can have a conversation with God, but if you're not having these conversations with God, then you're not praising God. And when you're not praising God, then he, the devil has you silent. You barely say your praise the Lord's and hallelujahs. Apenas estas de gatas, hermanos. Where are the courageous that take it by force? Some of us are, man. I've seen some of y'all with attitude before. You guys know some of y'all are going to smile right now as I'm looking at you. Andrea, I remember that you and Gabby with the Bible. Hit them with the Bible in youth, the attitude. Melanie remembers that too, the Miss America answers. He just said, don't give me no Miss America answer. But I see some of y'all, how quickly you can react to something else. But when it comes to things of God, huh, very vocal on stuff. I know a lot of you are going to unfollow me now on social media because like, you're posting so many things that have nothing to do with God. But all right, praise the Lord. I guess I won't see you no more. More uh, barbecue videos for me. But it's the truth. Why are we not glorifying him? Why are we not praising him? Exalting him. Thanking him for his mercy, for his grace, for his goodness. And that's how we draw ourselves to him. Verse 5 says here, 
acord, acordarnos, acordados, acordados, de las maravillas que Él ha hecho, de sus prodigios y de los juicios de su boca. Remember his marvelous works that he had done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. Again, we, we could have gone through life and, and, and not looked back and said, thank you, God. You know, some of us, are disappointed with decisions. Some of us are disappointed with things that have happened, but we're not thanking God because still there could be a lot of disappointments that we've had towards God. How we think we've been all perfect in this journey. Of course there's things that happened, challenges that have come forth because God was trying to align us up because he loved us. And he was merciful. But there's times that we find ourselves a little bitter, a little worn. We're a little worn. We're a little, we could say, used up a little bit by this journey. Some of us are having Moses moments where we're not listening to God's words. We're reacting with hurt. God says to love and to be merciful to his people, and I'm hitting a rock. Help me, God, to see that it's me that needs the work, that needs to help. Help me, God, to see this. So when we praise him, it helps us remember his blessings. But also, brothers and sisters, when we praise him, we feel his protection, his guidance. You know, some of us think that we're, we're, just because we locked the door that we've protected ourselves. Some of us think because we, you know, bought life insurance, we've protected our family. Know how we protect our family. You know, in, I didn't get Brother uh, Anthony this, but it, this story came to mind in Second Chronicles 20. It tells of a story, right, of... Uh, a battle that was happening here. Israel was being attacked by three enemies. And the king commanded Israel to put the worshipers in front of the army. God had spoke to him and said, put the worshipers in front of the army. And we've, we've heard this story many a times. And as they started to worship, it sounded like a great, army and so this shows us something here on how sometimes we're going through stuff and the enemy doesn't want you to put your worship in front of you so we go in front of it and we find defeat sometimes but we never go wrong when we put our praise before our problem we never go wrong when we put our praise before our encounter with our enemy. But what happens is it's hard sometimes. It's hard to put that praise because, again, of all these other circumstances of us being vexed, us not being in his presence. So if we're not in his presence, if we don't have a desire to be in his presence, 
And when I said, well, Brother Gabe, how can you say not have a desire to be in his presence? Well, again, we don't have a desire if we're not striving for obedience. How can I get closer to God? How can I draw myself closer to him? His word draws us in. But sometimes his word keeps us back. What? Yeah. As much as the word wants to draw you in, sometimes that word coming out pushes us back. But that moment that we recognize that back push is a blessing that we say, okay, God, I see it. I feel it. I know I need to do these things. Sometimes they're the obvious things. Sometimes it's things that I've known that I've been needing to do. Sometimes it's the sin that's within me. How are things going to change if the sin doesn't change? How are things going to change if we don't eliminate things? But they change when we start to say, okay, God, this time. Like I said, we do it on a lot of other things. It could be financial things. It could be health things. We're trying something different. We're mixing something new. We're buying some kind of new. Some of y'all some health nuts. Some of y'all see all the time, well, I'm trying this right now. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I give my kids this. I do this. I do that. But when it comes to the word of God, are you the same way? Ay. Ay Dios, ayúdanos. Some of y'all are a, um, a book of, you know, healing solutions, but. The book of life is right there, and sometimes we're not going to it. Man, I tell you one thing. I know, I know. See, I'm not thinking about anybody. I don't, some of y'all, I don't even talk to y'all. <laughs> but I just know because I know how things are. I know how things are in my life. The expert of things until it becomes the thing that I need to be the expert of, which is my life. Help me, God, to be close to you. Help me to understand that if my enemy's in front of me, my praise to you has to be in front of me. Again, we can fight it when it's so easy, amen? And of course, like the song that they just sang, Pablo and Silas, we know the story in Acts 16. 26. Acts 16, Hechos Seis. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loose. Now, brothers and sisters, I don't know what prison you're in, what prison you've been in, or what shadows of the prison that you've been in is still in your life. But right here is a prime example of what praise does. How praise changes things. It changes perceptive, perce perception, perspective. If you see yourself where you're at, then you can never see yourself outside of that. But when you use faith, when you use praise, you start to see things differently. You start to praise God into your life. You start to magnify him into your life. 
is anybody hearing this? Where Do I need to say it in Japanese? I know I'm not saying it enough in Spanish, but I know a lot of you understand English. What is it that doesn't allow us to, because again, we're not in his presence. We're not recognizing we're in his presence because again, of the disobedience of the pride of the, of the not wanting to change, of understanding if it's like, hey, I'm holding on to this, when you can let it go so easily. Let it go before it gets passed on. Because it's the saddest thing when you look back and you see some of the actions now passing on to family members. Like I said, I'll say it again every single time, the greatest things my parents showed me, not when... I was a kid and showed me stuff. It's when I became an adult and I understood stuff and I could see what it was to humble them yourself, to dust yourself off if you, if you fell, if you were knocked down. I had to see that from somebody that I cared about that I looked up to. Those are the moments that you want to have. They're, they're precious with your kids. And you can have those discussions and say, yeah, it's not going to be easy all the time. But I can tell you one thing. When you praise God, you can feel his power. If not, then we're confused. Like, how is this? How are we going to do this? How is this going to happen? And now we're here hearing God saying, praise me. Praise me. Praise me. But some of us were shackled. Some of us were mute. You can't say, you know what, brother, I got a, I got a testimony. I got to testify. Don't you guys get all with Tristan. Tristan, you're going to scare the kid if more than two people go up to him tonight. I'm not saying it because of that. It hurt me when I saw him say that the first time. And I think Brother Anthony, too, Brother Anthony said that. He goes, you know what, that bothered me. And God bless him, he was telling me that story before. Because I said, hey, brother, thank you for showing up this early in the morning. He goes, it bothered me seeing almost like him begging Has God not done enough for us here? That we, we ain't got a testimony for him? Testify. Testify how good he's been, what he's done. And you know what? And even if it, if it feels a little embarrassing to testify about some stuff, maybe that's how you're going to be free from it not coming back. Because like I told you, shame only comes when it's still there. Shame doesn't come anymore when it's not there anymore. It's glory to God. But some of us were like, I don't know. Help us, Jesus. If we turn to Hebrews 13, uh, 15, Hebrews 13, 15 says, through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge what? His name. Así que ofrezcamos siempre a Dios por medio de él sacrificio de alabanza, es decir, fruto de labios que confesarán su nombre. We've got to thank him. We've got to praise him. We've got to teach our family to praise him, to glorify him. In the good things and the bad things, we've got to thank the Lord. Because there's going to be good things and bad things. And the highs and the lows. But what is it? What's got us tied down? What's got us in our prison? 
You only know that. Try praising God. Try doing something a little different. Try saying, okay, maybe I'm not praising God enough. That's why he's holding back. But again, it's hard. It's hard if we're doubting. If we're doubting, he's going to do it. Because that doubt is rejecting his love for us sometimes. I mean, how, how many of y'all feel like sometimes you've had kids before too and they, if they doubt, you know, your love for them? It hurts you, right? It's a little dagger in your heart. Like, oh, I don't think you really understand what we're doing. You, you know, you guys got a roof over your head. You got food on your <laughs> Those are some nice jeans you got on, some nice shoes you got on. Really? You had the audacity right now to tell me this? Ooh, if only I didn't have Jesus in my heart, I'd slap you. Forgive me, God, because you are too good. You are too good, God. Your love is too good. Your faithfulness is too good, God. Thank you, Jesus. You can have that conversation with God. It's simple. Just start drawing yourself to him. Start acknowledging him from not your circumstance, not your situation, not that the car is broken down, not that there's no heat at the house, not that this, not that that, not that this, that that, that that, that that, that this. You just start pushing yourself to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, God, I know it seems crazy right now that I'm praising you. Oh, there's fire all around me right now. Everything's falling apart, but thank you, Jesus. I know it seems crazy. I'm so stressed out. But I thank you, God. Because you gave it to me. And I'm going to do it with you, Jesus. Because I want you to be ahead of me in this praise. Psalms 119.7 says, Salmos 119.7 Dice, te alabaré con rectitud de corazón cuando aprenderé tus justos juicios. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart. When I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. Listen to that. I will praise you with what? I will praise you with my heart. When? What? I have learned. <laughs> Some of us, we're, we're, we're praising them with, Sometimes our lips, but our hearts are far away from him. But that moment that we start doing it because we're learning and we're saying, okay, God, I'm taking this in tonight. I'm taking this in tonight that I'm not doing this enough. And, and I'm not doing it enough because I think, you know, I, I think it's enough that I'm here. Isn't it enough that I'm here? No. I'm letting you know that right now. It's not enough that you're here. Because many were around Jesus. And many were not. The night they took him. But that moment that the conviction comes over you. And the eyes open up. And God can sense that I noticed. 
his love for me because of his judgments. Now I want to praise him. Now I want to glorify him. Now I want to lift his name up high. Help me, God, to lift your name on high. Amen. Exodus 15, 2. Exodus 15, 2 dice, Jehová es mi fortaleza y mi cántico. Y ha sido mi salvación. Este es mi Dios y lo, y lo alabaré. Dios de mi Padre y lo enta, enaltaceré. Did I say that right? Ental, en, enaltaceré. Right? Enaltaceré. That's a good one. The Lord is my strength and my song. I like that. And he has become my salvation. He is my God. And I will prepare him a habitation. My father's God, I will exalt him. Brothers and sisters, we are building something here. We are building it. If you're building it by yourself, you got to get the unity back in the house. But again, it starts with that. You got to wake up. Like Brother Lorenzo said, sometimes we got to man up. And we got to start pushing this and start saying, God, praise you, God, glorify you, God. I thank you, God. It can't stop. It can't be seasonal. It can't be when it's tax season, you got your tax return. It's got to be in the highs and it's got to be in the lows. It's got to be in the goods and the bads. Good days, bad days. Thank you, Jesus, for your love, your mercy, your grace. Your salvation. Thank you for your salvation, God. Thank you for your salvation, but your mercy behind it, God. Forgive me, Father. I want to learn from these things. I want to change it, God. But it's got to be me. I got to humble myself. I got to be different, God. I got to. I got to change some things, God. This is getting ridiculous, God. How many years has it been, God? And it's still the same old, same old. I want you close to me, God. I need you close to me, God. I know I could do it with you, Jesus. Forgive me, God. Let me clean something. Look at the conversations you can have with him. Are you having these conversations with God? Or are you like, because God knows everything. You got you to be on the ground groveling sometimes, crying to God, saying, God, I know what I am. God, I know I struggle. I still got damages, God. I've still got baggage, God. I'm still, I'm still this wretched, oh, wretched me. Who can save me? Thank you, God. Because it is you that saves me. When we start to bring this thing down and you start to see this getting out of you, get out of me. Because I want to praise you. I want to glorify you. I want to thank you. I want to be real 100%. Because you are good, God. You are good, God. I tell you, it's crazy when the mind starts coming against you and all this stuff and we start, you know, you start feeling stuff and we start justifying things and all this stuff. Push all that stuff away and say, God, I, God, nothing matters when I'm in your presence. Seriously, you think my health matters when I'm in your presence, God? You think my diabetes, my high blood pressure, you think my cough right now, my fever, you think that matters when you're in God's presence? No, nothing matters in his presence. 
everything gets clearer. Ooh, magnify him. Magnify him. Because when you make him bigger, Chevy, yeah, 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 yeah. Chevy likes that. Like, he's silly. God is good, Chevy. I know you know that. And one of these days, you're going to have this experience with him that your grandparents had. They get a chance to experience our God. But what do we want them to experience? The silence, the unrecognizing coming out of Egypt, or the praise like David walking into the city when the ark comes back into the city. Oh, take it back. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Second Samuel 22, 4. Segundo Samuel 22, 4, hermanos, dice, Invocaré a Jehová quien es digno de ser alabado y seré salvo de mis enemigos. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Again, brothers and sisters, right now you might say, well, I don't really have enemies like the enemies that David was talking about here and like what Israel's encountering right now. But you know what? You better get ready. You better prepare yourself because there's enemies that could be within your own household. And you're going to still need the protection and the love and the guidance from God to love your enemies, first of all. Show me something, God. Show me something. Change something tonight, God. Show me something, God. Change something tonight, God. Show me something. Change something tonight, God. It's you that got the power to reveal it. Thank you, Jesus. I'm tired. I'm tired of thinking it's okay when it's not okay. I'm tired of dressing up when it's not real. I want it real. I want this real Jesus. This real Jesus, I know it's you, Jesus. I know you got it in me. It's not religion that's going to save me. It's not knowing all these different things if I'm not even satisfied to praise you. And I've doubted you. Help me, God, to draw myself to you. I'm going to ask the musicians to pass up. Revelation 7, 9. Revelaciones 7, Nueve. Okay, I thought you don't read from Revelations. I know. But it's in the Bible. I'm not scared of it. It's a good verse right here. Revelation 7, 9 says, Revelaciones 7, 9 dice, hermanos, Después de esto miré, Y he aquí una gran multitud, La cual nadie podía contar, de todas naciones y tribus y pueblos y lenguas que estaban delante del trono y la presencia del cordero vestido de ropas blancas y con palmas en las manos. After this I beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number 
of all the nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Verse 10. Y clamaban a gran voz diciendo la salvación pertenece a nuestro Dios que está sentado en el trono y al Cordero and cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our God who sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Y todos los ángeles estaban en pie alrededor del trono y de los ancianos y de los cuatro seres vivientes y se postraron sobre sus rostros delante del trono y adoraron a Dios. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. Now, brothers and sisters, it's pretty descriptive here. Probably nothing we could have ever imagined and we've ever seen before in our lives, the experience we're going to have in, he in heaven. But again, if it's hard to get out of our hell right now, and whatever it is that hell is in our lives, the struggles that we got going on, the, the, the pools and all this stuff, and we're not praising our way out of this stuff, this stuff seems impossible. But that moment that, man, I get excited when I'm hearing this, and, I, and it's not that I'm thinking I'm perfect, it's because I serve a perfect one. That's pulling me. Sometimes he's dragging me. Come on, Gabe, get through it. Come on, Gabe, figure it out. Come on, Gabe, I still love you. I still need you. Come on, Gabe, my mercy endureth forever. But there comes that time where we got to make that decision to say, God, enough's enough. I want to praise you with a pure heart and a clean conscience. And I know I can't do that if I'm still struggling with basics. Help me get through the basics, God. The basics get me in the room. It gets me to you, the basics. If I want to get to the heavens, that's where I want to get to. Then I'm beyond the room. I'm as close as I can be to you. You move, I move. You see, I want to hear God's voice. I want to feel God's presence. We got to be that it's radical. Sometimes it's changing stuff. Sometimes it's different. It's just different. It's letting go of stuff. It's saying, man, I got too much of this in my life, and I need more of this in my life. And unfortunately, brothers and sisters, we've, and I've, and I've said this multiple times before. I'm hoping that this time we listen to it. Unfortunately, we've had bad examples in our life of this. And we need to start changing that and transforming that. You know, it, God's not looking for, for, or for Pharisees that are. God's looking for the tears to come out. God's looking for the praise, the humbleness, the mercy, the grace, the, the, the difference. The woman on the floor cleaning his feet with her hair. Not the man sitting in the chair saying, oh, if only he knew who this was. 
we make our way up here, brothers and sisters, let's consider one thing in our prayers tonight. As we pray to God and we say, God, forgive me for my bitterness. Forgive me, God, because you know what? I'm not giving a sweet smell that comes up to your throne. But I want to praise you. I want to glorify you. I want to be in your presence. Because it's greater than anything. Why don't we all pass on up, brothers and sisters? God bless you all. Dios bendiga a todos, hermanos. En este momento tenemos una oportunidad de orar, hermanos. Y a veces nuestras oraciones son primeramente en cosas que necesitamos. La necesidad nunca se va a ir, hermanos. Siempre lo vamos a tener. Pero en este momento la cosa más grande es decirle al Señor que en este, este sacrificio de adoración, de reconociendo que te necesito, Señor, en mi vida. Yo te necesito mi vida, Señor, más que, más que todo lo que tengo ahorita, te necesito a ti, Señor. I need you more than anything in my life, God. More than anything in my life right now, I need you, God. I want you to trump everything, God, in my life. Any kind of thought that I have, any kind of uh, priority that I have, it's you, God, right now in this moment, because this word needs to penetrate deep within me, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for your goodness. I thank you, God, for your grace, your mercy, Father, that I know it endureth forever. But, Father, right now in this moment, Lord, if you have spoken to us, if this has bothered us, Lord, if this has shaken up something in us, if we try to fight it and, and we were, you know, coming up with all these reasons why, Father, that we could just understand, Father, that there's no good reason not to praise you. There's no good reason, Lord, not to want to be in your presence, God. We desire to be in your presence tonight, Jesus. In this moment, you can change the atmosphere. You can change the circumstance, Lord Jesus. But we have to have a desire, Lord, to take you anywhere we go, Father. And put you before in praise, Lord, before anything we encounter. We don't want to doubt anymore, Lord Jesus. We don't want to uh, fight these battles without you, Jesus. We want, your, we want our praise to be ahead of us, Jesus. Our praising you needs to be ahead of us, Father. As we magnify you, Lord, because you are greater than anything that we will ever, ever encounter in our lives. You're greater than that, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. But we ask, first of all, Father, that if we've offended you, forgive us, Jesus. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us, Father, because of our ignorance sometimes. Forgive us, Father, because of our lack of wisdom. Forgive us, Father, because of our pride, Father. Forgive us, Father, because, again, we reject sometimes your love, Father. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. You're so merciful, God. Great is your love, Jesus. Great is your mercy, God. Right now, in this moment, Lord, we ask that you heal bodies, that you bring us closer to you, draw us closer to you, Jesus, that we start to remember all your goodness, all the wonderful things that you've done in our lives, Lord. As we exalt you, Lord, and we believe in you, Father, and we know that it's you, Lord, that does all the good things, Lord. It's because of you that the salt is here on the earth, Lord. It's because of you that the light still shines, Father. We thank you for these good times right now, Lord. We know that people are struggling right now around the world. The believers are struggling around the world. Your people are struggling around the world, Father. But right now, we're asking, Lord, that we remember to praise you. In the good and the bad, we praise you. Te damos gracias, Señor, porque tú eres bueno, Señor. Te queremos alabar en las buenas y en las malas, Señor. Te queremos glorificar, Señor, porque sabemos que en ti hayamos nuestro consuelo, nuestro poder, Señor. En ti hallamos todo lo que necesitamos, Señor. 
En este momento líbranos Señor, líbranos de nosotros mismos Señor, líbranos de a veces nuestros pensamientos Señor, nuestras creencias Señor El orgullo que tenemos, líbranos Señor, queremos reconocer que te necesitamos en nuestras vidas Señor, líbranos Señor Señor estamos pidiendo en este momento Señor, las necesidades tú sabes de todos mis hermanos Señor Pero más que todo que te podemos glorificar y alabar como mereces Señor Venemos humillados Señor Enfrente de ti, delante de ti Estamos aquí Señor Reconociendo que tú eres más grande Que todo en nuestra vida Señor Y por eso en esa razón te alabamos Señor Te adoramos Señor Porque tú eres grande Señor Y tu misericordia es para siempre Señor Te damos gracias Señor Oh, Lord, we ask you, Lord, that you just continue to bless us, Father, our families, Lord, guide us, Lord. And if this message pricked our hearts, Lord, that we take it with us and we start changing some things. How do I get closer to you? How do I praise you more? What can I do, God? What can I do, God? I want to serve you more. I want to be more involved, God. What can I do? What can I do, God? I'm giving too much for me, not enough for you, God. What can I do? What can I do, God? Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the community that we're in, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the nation that we're in, Lord. I know this nation has drawn itself away from you and things, Lord, but your people right now hear your voice, Lord, and want to praise you for your goodness, Lord. We know that we're heading towards Sodom and Gomorrah days, Lord Jesus. I ask, Father, right now in this moment, Lord, that you forgive us, Lord, for the way we act, Lord, the rebelliousness, the spirits that are entering in, Father. But right now in this moment, Lord, we acknowledge you and your goodness, Lord, and your greatness, Lord Jesus, as you protect us and you watch over us, Lord. But we know that evil rises, Lord, towards the end. But at the very end, Lord, we know how it ends. With triumph in you, Jesus. Father, we ask, Lord, for your strength, your wisdom, your mercy, and everything. And we give you thanks, Lord. We give you thanks and praise, Lord. In the good and the bad, we give you thanks, Jesus. We ask this, Lord, in your precious name. In the name of Jesus, amen.